who caught me too fast. Good morning. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, come on. Who ate, who ate too much on Thursday? Good. Who took a nap and then ate some more on Thursday? That's me. Okay. It was awesome. Happy Bedlam weekend. Well, I mean, for some of us it was. Go Pokes. Uh, just kidding. If you're listening online, don't turn it off. I promise. That's the last joke I'll make about it. It's okay. Stay with us this morning. Uh, it's going to be great. I want to just take a moment and say uh, what an honor it is to be here with you this morning, to be able to stand up here, uh, to have this opportunity, and for our incredible pastors. Come on, give it up for Pastor Ben and Jess. So thankful for you and being Carissa and I's pastors all these years, and the way you lead your life and the way you love people right here is the way you do it every single day, all day long. It's beautiful. Love you all so much. So, I'm excited about this morning. This morning, we're, the title of our message, if you're taking notes, if you're following along online on version, is going to be Comparison Killer. And this morning, not just like comparison kills us, we're going to kill comparison this morning. We're going to talk about a few ways we can kill that in our lives. It's going to be great. So has anyone had expectation for something in your life? where you, you dreamed about it, you thought about it, you're like, man, this is gonna be awesome, it's gonna be great. And then it plays out exactly the way that you thought it would. Not usually. Most of the time it's like, ah, oh, it was so close, but we missed it. Uh, that's usually the way it goes. Um, and for me, I, I always had this dream and this expectation of what it would be like to have kids. And I thought... It would, and, and this actually has played out for me the way I thought it would a, a little bit. Uh, you know, you get, you see that like that hallmark picture. The dad comes home from work, and the kids are like, "Dad!" They run through the house, and you get a hug, and then you sit down to a perfect dinner, and everyone eats everything on their plate, and no one argues, and. Then you play a game in the floor of the living room and everyone's like, oh, I'm just ready for bed. And you lay them down. They go right to sleep. And, you know, then like the, the moon comes up, sunset's perfect. It's a great day. So like a, the smallest picture of that has come true for me. And it's what I, I, I always dreamed growing up. I can't wait to come home from work and like my, my kid lose their mind. Now for us, it's our daughter, Honor. That girl is just sweet as sugar, uh, but she will stare you down, okay? So she is sweet as sugar, but she can furrow her brows with the best of them, okay? So this has played out for me. I get home from work on Fridays, and we have this old school screen door on, like, the door for, like, our garage to our kitchen. So it creaks and slams hard. And every time I come home and that door slams and opens on her, she actually does bust through the house. You can hear her feet just all the way through the house. Daddy! And I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I pick her up. I give her a hug. And now she's older. She's like almost three. She does this thing now where she wraps her arms around my head. You're like, not sure where this is going. She tries to put her cheek inside my cheek it's just full smash just as hard as she can squeeze 
and I can turn, I can lean, I can do this. Her, her, it never leaves. It's, it's glued there. It's stuck. I'll just be talking to Chris about the day, and honor's just glued right here, okay? So there's two things you need to know about honor. Her and I, we're inseparable, okay? I love it. If you see her after church, and I'm holding her, and she just stares you down, I'm sorry. We're working on it. Once she's got me, that it just is what it is. Okay, the other thing is that girl is here for the snuggle. She's ready. So she just, she's on it. She can't let go. And this is where the Hallmark picture stops. Okay, so we come into the living room. I sit down on the couch. I grab the remote. She's like, Daddy, 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 Paw Patrol, Daddy, Daddy. Can I watch Paw Patrol? Her favorite show is Paw Patrol, but she can't say it. So she says, Paw Patrol. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Just not, she can't get off it. Daddy, 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 Daddy. Daddy, daddy, she's like anything to get her attention. And Carissa comes into the room. She's like, well, baby, hold on. What what does daddy want to watch? Maybe daddy wants to watch something. I'm like, yeah, maybe I do want to watch something. (laughs) Doesn't matter if I do, maybe I do. And I look over to her and she she side eyes me and smiles. She's like, Babado? Like, maybe dad wants to watch that. I'm like, no, whatever. You, you lose anyway. So, like, it's great. We watch it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, I, I told that story. We're going to come back to that, like, expectation here in just a, just a little bit. Um, but we're going to be in James 3 today. But before we do that, I want to pray for us. And we're going to jump in this morning. God, we're so thankful for your presence. So thankful that you're here with us this morning. Lord, I pray that your words and your spirit would be loud and clear this morning. Lord, it wouldn't be me up here this morning, but it would be you and your voice and your clearness would be strong in our spirits this morning. Lord, I pray we'd leave with something today. So thankful for you and your son. It's your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. All right. We're gonna be in James 3, starting in verse 14 through 16. But if you are bitterly jealous... And there is selfish ambition in your heart. Don't cover it up with truth. Don't cover the truth up with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Seems a little bit intense for Thanksgiving weekend. Disorder and evil of every kind. But I promise we're going to get somewhere. It's going to be great. So for myself, jealousy and all these things come in when you compare something to someone else. You compare your life. You compare your car, your house, whatever it may be. Compare the smallest little thing. That guy can kick a soccer ball farther than I could. Yeah, well, if you let that thing, for me, I usually... And I'll just be honest with all of you this morning. I usually let that thing sit there for like longer than a second. And then you get jealous. Which is what we're going to learn how to stop today. Okay, so is anyone in the room competitive? Okay, there's a lot of hands up. Would anyone in the room say you're not that competitive? We'll get to you guys in a second. I'm, I'm there with you. Has anyone in the room found out somebody's competitive? Like on accident? You're like, ooh, didn't know that was going to happen. So Carissa and I are dating. We have been dating. We're married now. We're not. If you're watching with us, we're married. We've been married for a long time. We were dating. 
we've been dating for like a month, two, maybe two months. My buddy comes home from basic training. I'm like, you gotta meet my best friend. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna go bowling with him and his girlfriend. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Now I'm gonna preface this story and tell you I am not a cheater. Which for most people would say, you're about to cheat if you say that. I am not a cheater. It's fine, okay? We're bowling and I have... I'm, look, I'm just looking for laughs, okay? Give the people what they want. High risk, high reward. We're in a group of people. I want people to laugh, want to have a good time. So we're bowling. Little do I know that my now wife is bowling the game of her life. The game of her life, okay? Now, I, I'm an okay bowler. I'm not that competitive. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. I'm not paying any attention to the score. My only thoughts are, how can we have a good time and how can I make everyone laugh, okay? So she's getting ready to bowl. Now, I've done this joke a million times to other people, never my wife, never again to my wife, and always great laughs. It's awesome. So I grab a ball and I'm standing there waiting. She gets ready to bowl. She steps up to the lane and I'm like, here's my shot, Okay. Right before her hand can swing down, I run past her, throw a ball as hard as I can into the gutter, all the way down, lanes come down, zero points that frame. Exactly. I thought, hilarious. My wife's response was, what are you? No, actually couldn't speak any words. Had to take a lap around the bowling alley to just kind of walk it off. And I, I haven't, I don't know her at this point, okay? We barely know each other. And I'm like, I have made a grave mistake. So I look over at my buddy and I'm like, I don't know what I just did. We talked about it later. She thought I was cheating. I wasn't trying to cheat. I'm just trying to play a joke. Not a funny joke. It's cheating. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry. It's cheating. Well, little did I, but what I also didn't know until we talked about it later is that she was actually winning the whole game, beating everybody, but I didn't know. She was comparing it to all of her other games of bowling, and this is the best one. I just ruined it. But I'll tell you this. My wife's the best at everything her hands touch. So I just, now I know that. Then I just assumed, yeah, she's good. This is great. This will be funny. Not that funny. So we go, you you fast forward like eight years at this point. I pick up golf because her family golfs. And if you're going to be a part of their family, you have to golf. I'm playing with my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. I make a birdie this game. It's like the best game of my entire life. I'm like, I'm on top of the world. Okay, it's just the best day ever. The girls all meet us on like the next tee box. They have been at the pool, my niece, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, everybody comes up. It's great. My, my, my father-in-law, Doug's like, Chris, do you want to hit a ball? Which they've just been hanging out at the pool. We're about to go eat dinner. And, and I'm like, sure, great. And I know because we've been together now for about eight years. In that time frame, she has not touched a golf club. Okay? And I know that I've touched a golf club like two or three times per year. I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm I'm Okay, I'm actually kind of terrible. So I'm like, great. I have zero expectation for what's about to happen. My wife grabs the driver from my father-in-law, sees the ball, oh, that he already put on the tee, 
No practice swing, doesn't like even take a breath. Walks directly over, looks at the ball, the most perfect swing you've ever seen. The ball goes directly down the fairway and lands dead center about 10 feet from the green. I'm like, cool. I picked up my ball and tee and put it in my bag and I said, I'm just gonna drop down there because I'm not, I'm, I would say I'm not that competitive. And I would tell people, uh, if I'm not good at something, good, no hard feelings, I'm good, not gonna be competitive. At least that's what I tell myself before I start to get angry because I am competitive. That's why I tell other people, which is what it said in verse 14, cover up with boasting and lying. Never mind, don't look back at that. Just leave it alone. So I wanted to quit golf at this point. I'm like, great, I'm done. I would not like to play anymore. I definitely don't want to play with you because uh, you're really good and you haven't golfed in eight years. And this is annoying. Pay no attention to me spilling that water. It's going to be really great. But it, thank you. Thank you, Pablo, for that. So we, you know, and and... Now I know, I'm like, I'm good. You're better at that than me. I'm fine, I can take it. But if I think about it for too long, I'm about to get angry, so we're gonna move on. And now, that's a small comparison story. I'm like, yeah, my wife's better at golf than me. Mm, Whatever. But now comparison comes at us at all shapes and sizes. And especially when you take into account 2020 and most of 2021, where the world has moved basically 100% online for everything. And you think, wow, it's gonna be great. We're gonna be online. We can Zoom meeting and we can see each other, what everybody's doing, which is cool for like 14 seconds. Then after your 80th Zoom meeting, you're like, I don't wanna see anyone's house anymore. I don't wanna know what they have. Like, they're not do this or everything moved to social media, which is fun for a little bit. You're like, oh, Look at their kids eating dinner. They're doing great. And then you see more people's kids eating dinner or going for like a party. And like, I can compare, you can, as a parent, you compare what your kid's gonna eat versus what somebody else can eat. Honor, not a great eater. She's like, mm, I'd rather not. Now she's never met a French, a French fry she didn't like. But as far as anything else goes, she won't eat it. And I'm not even talking about vegetables at this point. Even like ice cream. Okay? I'm like, girl, I would just like to go as a family. Look at this beautiful family on Instagram, Honor. Look at them eating ice cream, a little dessert date. You get Honor to ice cream, and she's like, no, Daddy. I'm like, you can try it. And she's like, no. So I slam ice cream into her mouth. You thought I was trying to cut her arm off. Okay? She won't do it. She's like, ah, that Instagram family wants to have dessert dates. It's cute. A little bit. I don't want to be a part of it. Or you see people buying or selling houses. The house market's crazy right now. Now, the first friend that you see buy a new house, you're like, oh, yeah, great, great for you. It's awesome. You see another friend buy a house, and you're like, that's cool. That's cool. Your third friend buys a house, and you're like, oh, I bet they can't really afford that house. If the market wasn't good right now, I bet they actually couldn't buy it. You see another friend, like, oh, they didn't buy a house, they bought a car. Great, you guys bought a car, this is awesome. Another friend buys a car, and you're like, okay. New car, I like it. 
another friend buys a car and you're like, well, I'll bet their monthly payment's huge. <laughs> no, they do not want guacamole because it is extra. They have a car payment. <laughs> we do not want to be a part of this. You see, new, you see people having relationships. You're like, oh, these friends got engaged. This is going to be great. You're like, oh, they got engaged. This is going to be great. Oh, they're also engaged. This will be great. Oh, one more wedding next year. Fantastic. You just have to go down the list and you're like, well, I'm not engaged. I would really like to wear a ring. Maybe. But it's all these things. Or, or even new jobs, new friends. 2020 is the year of like people making careers online, doing all these things. You're like, oh, that's a great job. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. And then by the end of it, you're like, I hate my job. I want a new job. I can't even apply for a job. All these things. Because comparison, if you let it get in there, I love what it was saying. Forever jealousy and selfish ambition, you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Right here in our hearts. There'll be a little bit of disorder and evil because we let that thing live for a lot longer than we should have. And I say we because I do this. I'm still salty about my wife's golf game. I just can't get any better. Okay? But today we're going to focus on three things that will help kill that comparison for us. Okay? Three things. So first we're going to go to Psalms 103, verse 1. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. We're actually going to keep going. I want to read the whole thing and then we'll go back through. Verse 2, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he's done for me. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I don't know about you, but I'm like, mm, I like that. That feels a lot better than evil of every kind. Let's stay here for a little bit. So number one that you can do to kill comparison in your life is celebrate. Okay? With all that I am, praise the Lord. Now, I'm not just talking about praising him for all that he has, because that, that's a lot that he's given, but also for who you are. Okay, we're all good at different things. We all have different strengths and different weaknesses that complement each other. So with all that you are, praise God for those things. Because if we were all the best at the same thing, that thing's not that fun anymore. It's just not. Is anyone, is anyone in the room here, anyone like sneaky good at something? Now don't raise your hand, that defeats the purpose, okay? You know who you are. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm good at this. And if anyone else knew I was good at this, they wouldn't want to do this anymore. But one day my time will come and I will shine and they will know that I'm better than them at this, okay? I'm sneaky good at a couple of things. One I'll tell you about because everyone already knows. Well, some people know. Several years ago, we had a staff Olympics day. Pastor Adrian knows where I'm going with this. So we had a staff Olympics day, and we're, we're dividing up teams. We're about to play dodgeball, okay? 
Now, I'm, now we're playing dodgeball. They're dividing up teams. Like, no, this person can't be with this person, and you can't put the two of them together. And I'm just sitting back, just watching it play out. Like, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> no one knows what's about to happen. This is going to be great. So I'm just sitting back. I relax. I get on the team. They want to put me on. I'm like, it's fine. We're in the room over here. Touch the wall. The whistle blows. Mayhem unleashes, okay? Because little did anyone in the room know, I live for dodgeball, okay? And I've got what they call in the business as a cannon, okay? So I run. I, someone slaps me back a ball. I grab it. And before anyone knows what's happening, I have hurled a ball about 8,000 miles an hour to the other team. And Pastor Ben is immediately out, to which everyone, he was like, what? Uh! And everyone's looking around. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Somebody give me another ball. I'm ready. Okay. So I say that to say, praise God for all, with all that I am, because I love dodgeball. Lord, thank you for it. It's good. But if we were all good at the same stuff, it wouldn't be that fun anymore. If everyone in the room was that good at dodgeball, and they're not. But if, if they were, it would not be that fun. It would just be everyone just dodging missiles and trying not to get hit. It wouldn't be fun anymore. Okay, we're going to go on. The second thing you can do is remember. Let all that I am praise the Lord, man. Never forget the good things he has done for me. This week as I was preparing this message, I was sitting in our family room. Uh, which is where we have our youth services and everything. And I've, I've seen that room now in about four different configurations. And as I was thinking about this message and thinking about the, the remodel that's about to happen in there after Harper the House and all the things, you know, like, anyone ever been a part of something for a long time and then that thing gets a lot better? And you're like, if we didn't have that when we were there. We didn't even have a stage when I was in there. We had rugs, and everyone was barefoot, and we had lamps. It was like the early 2000s. It was weird in there. Uh, we, barely had, we barely had stage lights. It was, but, but, and then I kept thinking, and I'm like, ah, oh, this could go to a weird place in my heart. But then I took a second and remembered the reason that I'm in this room right now, thinking about that room, preparing this message, thinking about things that happened, is because of what God did in my heart in this actual room 10 years ago. I kept thinking about, man, this is the reason that I do what I do. Uh, I got to be in that room as a youth student, leading other students and seeing them encounter Jesus and thought, man, I never want to do anything else. And, and it's, it's, but I had to remember what happened to me in there and what could happen, which brings us to number three that you can do is expectation. Okay? So read with me there at verse three. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Verse four. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. And he fills my life with good things. 
My youth is renewed like the eagles. I love the language in this verse because it doesn't say that he filled my life with good things. He fills my life with good things. Didn't say that he healed me of my disease. He heals me of my diseases. These things are ongoing and moving. And I know that he did something in that room, but guess what? He's gonna keep doing things in that room. He's gonna keep taking students that think, "Ah, I don't know what we're gonna do, and grab those students, and then those students will be standing right here preaching the word to you, and it's gonna be incredible. Because if we expect God to move, and we're expecting him to do these things and expecting him to take hold of these things, it's pretty hard to stop and look around and be like, their house is better than mine. It's like, no, but God gave me the house that I have, and I know he's got another house coming when I'm ready for it, and it's gonna be exactly what God wants it and needs it to be. And we talked a little bit about expectation at the beginning and our expectation for 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 having kids and our expectation for being parents and all these things. And I'll tell you this, it didn't play out the way that I thought it would. Now, it has at this point, it's beautiful, we love on her. She's a gift from heaven. But it took two and a half years to get on her. And we didn't know, we watched all of our friends figure out they were pregnant and all the people around us having babies and all these things. Which for a second, it's like, ah, oh, man, that like, that comparison set in. It's like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to figure it out. I don't know what we're going to do. But then we remembered and we celebrated what God had done for us. Man, we have a beautiful home. God's always taking care of us. We've never, you know, not had what we needed. God gave us what we did exactly at the time we needed to have it. So we kept going. And then we're, we're believing and we, we know a miracle can happen and it does happen. And we get honor and it's beautiful. And then you're like expectation of like how pregnancy goes and all the things and this beautiful story. And it didn't play out exactly like we thought. And we, but we still believed for a miracle. But we remember it again. We celebrated God's done some things. We remembered, you know what? We were waiting for this. Now God's given us this. And we had expectation of, you know what? It's gonna be exactly what God wants it to be. And we know it's gonna be beautiful. And now we have, and we look back and we have the most beautiful gift on the face of the planet. She's an absolute dream boat. Uh, But it would have only taken a second to not celebrate or to not remember, or to not have expectation, and let that bitterness and that jealousy take root. Now, I I don't know what would have happened if we'd have done that. I'm not gonna give you hypotheticals at this point. I, I I don't know where we would have gone, but I know it wouldn't be as joyful as where we are right now. Because we figured out how to set those things aside. And God gave us the most incredible gift. So if we can, this morning, if we can together, if we can celebrate, if we can remember, excuse me, if we can have 
expectation. We can kill comparison in our lives and help people around us kill comparison in their lives and help draw the lines back for people in our teams and our connect groups that, that, hey, remember when God was doing this? Guess what? He can do it some more. Remember when God was doing this? He can do it some more. Remember where you used to be, but where you are now? We can kill that comparison in our lives. Would you pray with me this morning? God, we are so thankful for your presence. God, we know and we believe your spirit is here with us. God, I pray that you would help us kill comparison around us or that we would be able to remember the things that you've done for us and the things that you're going to do. And we have expectation, Lord, that your spirit is moving, that your spirit has gone before us and we know and we believe and we trust that you're here, Father. So in your name that we pray this morning and everyone said amen, amen. Come on, give Pastor Randall a huge hand. That was awesome. Hey, let's stand to our feet this morning. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I, I'm expectant for our church. I'm expectant for your life. I, I, listening to that message just again, uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes in, in life is comparison is the thief of joy. So if you want to live a joyless life, just compare your life. To, uh, to others, and, and I, I just, what a timely, awesome message, that is awesome, so just, and great handles too, right, you know, like these are the three things that we can, we can, uh, we can do, and so uh, I, I'm praying that this walks with you throughout the whole week, and uh, I'm praying that next week as we come together again, man, incredible stuff happening in our church. We got growth track that's happening next Sunday. It's going to be awesome. We got celebration Sunday. We're going to be talking about heart for the house and different things that are happening. I'm praying uh, just even more uh, for God's spirit to lead during uh, this last month of 2021. Come on, let's all pray together. And and, and we're going to walk out of these doors just reminded again of all the blessing that God has put in our life. Father, we thank you. God, for every single blessing, God, that you have poured out on our life. God, we're thankful, God, that you are not done working in our life. God, we have expectation, God, for even better things in the future. And Father, we're looking towards you, God, not to the right or to the left, but God, we're looking straight ahead towards you to be everything that we need you to be. And Father, we're thankful for this week, God, to be filled with your presence, to be filled with your Spirit, God, help us have our heart full of joy, our heart full of peace, our heart full of mercy and grace. God, all those things that come from you, God, I pray that our week would be filled with that. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Love you, church, so much. Love you, online family. Have a great rest of your Sunday. We'll see you back here next Sunday morning.
of our Not striving in my own strength 